Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 139, which is a song by King's Kaleidoscope. Not a good one. Just listen to it. It was kind of bad. Uh, Pretty bad, yeah. I am joined in studio by Tucker, Dylan, and Linnea, hey, who is here for Cam. Cam will be joining us momentarily, we hope. Uh, how are we doing, gentlemen? And doing? madam? Outstanding. Good. Good to hear. Um... We finally made it, boys. We are twenty-four hours less We're than back. twenty-four hours away. We're back. From Football's NFL back. Football. And I'm excited about it. Football's back. That means wasted takes back. No more stupid conversations about baseball and basketball. These sports no one cares about. No more watching movies. No one wants to watch. No more losing points, which is big for some some just guys me. here. I think it's just. Um, am I the only one that ever loses a point? No, I lost one. no. I think Cam and Dylan lost one. Um, I came close a couple times. Uh, but I ended up cramming in movies at the end of the day. So are movies of the week over? Yeah, it's an off-season program for us to stay on the commitment to the show. You know, when the the NFL games end, uh, I'm not grinding out film twelve yeah. hours a week. We're, we're it's our off-season <laughs> program in order to you know stay up to to. That might be to date twelve hours of football a week. No, I definitely so it's seven hours on um, Sunday. And then probably two and a half on Thursday, two and a half on Monday. That's reasonable. So 12 hours a week. Then going through the highlights, you know. Yeah. Then going through the highlights. looking and if hockey's up, watching, on, watching hockey. This is watching the busy, TV. The busy time. I feel like I need like a weekly assignment now that like movies are gone. Like I barely watched them, but it made me feel football. Like I need a weekly I mean, watch, watch the football games. Watch, watch football games. But like I need something to like come back. Like, we can have, purpose. we can absolutely make you an honorary about, fifth member and have Linnea's takeaway of the week. Linnea's five minutes of the week. Whatever she wants to talk about. We give Linnea's Linnea football Linnea follow-ups. Any, anything she wants to talk about. Linnea, our sideline reporter, Linnea Mylock. On anything. It doesn't have to be sports related. Just I get five minutes. Literally anything. Uninterrupted. No, you get five minutes to host and then we talk about whatever you say. We'll put that on the back burner. Um, but yeah, we are here. Let's go through some winners and losers. First, big loser, Tuck, right away. Serena. Serena. Yeah, tough one. one. Everyone was rooting for her. I think we all agreed with you. I'd never watched, I'd never been more interested in tennis, honestly. Me neither. Can I you actually imagine s- being that girl, though, who like ended her She, she handled it really well. She's, the thing she said, I thought she said some really good stuff. It was really but. funny just because she wins to go on to the next round. Big, big day for her. And they didn't even cut to her. Not a single. Yeah. They didn't like it. Took them fifteen minutes. Yeah. But you know these things happen. Uh, she looked exhausted. She was. You could just tell she was beat. But tough one, Tuck. Uh, second one for Cam, who's not here, who's been saying maintaining they haven't named a starter yet. They haven't named a starter yet. And I said on the podcast, in three days they'll name Mitch the starter. They named Mitch the starter. So yeah. maybe five days. Officially the starter. But officially the starter. I think he's going to hold on to the job. I tend to agree with Tucker. Comeback player of the year candidate. I don't think Pickett's going to win the rookie of the year, but you never know. We'll see. Do you guys have any anything else you want to call winner and loser on? We're all winners. We're all winners here. Football's, Football's back. back. Loser to um, – we didn't really have any super low – oh, a Jack and Jill loser, 1.6. Movies this year. Um, <laughs> I, I was the only one that watched it, I believe. Who do we predict will lose the most points this football season? Of Nobody will lose. Nobody will lose. lose. You can't lose any points. No. no. This is the home stretch. Unless you don't game. watch football. If you don't watch football, then you lose a point. But I don't think, I don't think anyone will ever do. not watch football. Nope. 
unless like there is an actual death or something. I don't think I'd miss. I think I think even with a death, even then, yeah, I think you guys would. No, because genuinely, like I need something to get my mind off it, so I just watch football. So I don't think there's anything that can physically stop me. What if we? What do we do with this podcast? One of us dies. Do we Again, do we retire or do we just keep it going? No, we definitely have to keep it going. Yeah. In, the in Lynch Memorial Studio. <laughs> do one episode of Memorialize and then just move on. Yeah. Never mention move it on. again. Um, just like automate your voice for the intro. Every I day. would get depressed every time that we talked about how much I hate Tom. Like every time I'd, ha- I'd like say something negative about Tom Brady and no one would come back at me and I'd just probably start crying. <laughs> um <laughs> Yourself. Like that we assumed you're the one to die. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a little strange. Um, our winner of the week was Cam for the poll. Um, no, it's tied. No, when I just checked. Two and four. How is it? Listen, it. every time tied, I check I this. The last I knew, I was winning. Jimmy G. Oh, it is tied. It is okay, tied. No you're right. Alright, the four things are. So CJ Stroud buying his teammates suits with his NIL money yeah. will encourage them to play better around him and will tell him to win a Heisman. Or Kenny Pickett will win. There's four. Kenny no, Pickett will win. I wanted to see if I could get the vote to get up. That's no. <laughs> two that are tied. Give me the two that are tied. All right. Tied. Kenny Pickett will win Rookie of the Year and will play in the Pro Bowl. And Jimmy G will not play in any games this year and will leave San Francisco, get hurt, and never play again. The first one? Damn All it. Right, Cam's the winner. God damn, damn it. Let me flip the headphone. I was really confused. Oh, who's that? Oh, the, Tucker's got a call. He's going to leave. Um, but yeah, Cam what's official up? winner in our first ever I never win tiebreaker. I mean, that might be a, a problem in uh, the household tonight, the triangle. Um, it's always a problem. I think Tucker's dealing with a landlord problem, so we'll let him go. But um, all right, let's, uh, I guess, get into Wasted Takes. Uh, would, would you like me to go first? Or would you like to go first? Tonight? I don't care. All right, well, I guess I'll lead it off. No, I'll go. All right, you go. Oh, you go. I have, I, mean, no, I, I have a Tom Brady, so maybe when, maybe Tucker wants to hear it. I'll go. Okay. All right, Dylan. Um. I said I'll go. Um, football take, talking the Jets. Jets have just said that they uh, will be without Zach Wilson for at least the first three games. Um, I heard four. They're thinking earliest to come back is Pittsburgh week four, but oh, yes, that's yes. best okay, scenario. Yeah, that's maybe, maybe not that. So, um, yeah, he's out. Uh, who's stepping up? My main man, Joe Flacco, um, best uh, postseason quarterback of all time, stats-wise, are debatable. Um, so here's the thing. Week one, guess who they're playing? I just looked at it. They're playing Baltimore. Flacco's oh, I didn't team. write that down on my list. Flacco's old team, and I don't know. I don't know if he's played. Baltimore since he left because he went to Denver and then went to the Jets barely played in Denver he played like he played he started games. one full season for the Jets so I don't I don't know I don't think he I don't did. think so either I think, I think this is the first one but anyway the take is one he's gonna win which is a given uh, number two he's gonna have the best completion percentage that he has had like he's gonna have a better completion percentage in this game than he did. In 
is average for his career in Baltimore, which is like 62%. Higher than 62%, you're going to win the game. Uh, Joe Flacco, my main man, bringing the Jets home week one, uh, first in the division after week one. Many people are asking, is Joe Flacco a league quarterback? Um, I mean, they're not going to win. <laughs> they're the Jets. They're not going to yeah, win. Yeah, but anything can happen week one. Anything can happen week one. This is an anomaly. The most like, likely week they are to win. You're right. Thank you. Um, uh, they're not going to win because they're the Jets. I'm putting money. Bad. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays well. And the defense just let, just gets gashed up by Lamar. Um. I just showed you a tweet uh, that said Jets officially eliminated from playoff contention. I believe you could have could have said that before Wilson got hurt, but you know it's definitely a waste to take. And I could see him playing well for sure. I just think they're going to lose. I think they're a clown show franchise, um, and I just don't see them winning. But I don't know. I'm trying to. You know what? I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. Thank you. Because why not? Because I hate the Jets, but. So this would be funny if there was some QB controversy. I would like that if that started coming up. Imagine if go, Joe comes out 3-0. and They got to ride the hot hands. Yeah, they, they have. To. They can't put Wilson back in. He might not play again. Um, why don't you... He repeat. might take Joe's wife, but he All might right, not play again. Yeah, repeat it for Tucker. I said that uh, Joe Flacco's starting for the Jets would be given for the next, at least first three weeks. I, their first game is against Baltimore. I said he's going to win the game against his former team. I believe it's the first time he's played them since. And two, he's going to have a better completion percentage than his average completion percentage when he was on Baltimore, which was 62%. All right. Um, I can see it. Heard he's looking good in training camp. That's what um, I'm hearing. I mean, maybe Zach Wilson loses the that's what I'm thinking. That's what maybe. we were just saying. If he comes out three and zero, you got to ride the hot hand, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, he won't be three and zero because he does still play for the Jets. But um, <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, is so I originally disagreed and I said they're the Jets. They'll find a way to lose, but I have to get on board with it. That's this. now like it's the Jets. They'll find a way to not be able to start their new franchise quarterback that took second in the draft last year. That's the Jets' way. Um, the thing is, is you, it's week one. Anything could happen week Anything one. Anything could happen week right? one. Right. It's the hardest week to bet. It's the but hardest week to predict. There's also a fact that you face on the other side that the Ravens beat the shit out of bad teams. Anytime the Ravens play a bad team, they uh, beat the living shit. Do you remember week yeah, one but of it's 2019, week one. they played the Dolphins and beat them by like 100. Yeah, that's, like 50 that's, like that is the Ravens' way. They lose the games against good teams and they beat the shit out of bad teams. So that's my problem. Yeah, the Jets are in a bad team. I'll buy in. I'll buy in on the take. Jets are certainly (laughs) a bad team. Um, All right. Uh, Somebody get an ETA from Cam. Speaking of bad teams, I have a take. Okay, go ahead. Um, I was looking at the division, and it seems like it's wide open. But I'm – I mean, it's like one team's going to win it. But I don't think any team's particularly good in this division. So I am throwing out a wasted, wasted take. This one could bite me in the ass, but I think the Jaguars will win the AFC South. So hear me out. They got a new coach in Doug Peterson who had a track record with the Eagles of turning that team around, making them a Super Bowl contender when no one thought they were. No one thought the Eagles were a Super Bowl contender, and they got it. And 
They got Trevor Lawrence, who I still think is a generational talent at QB. In a bag first year. Then they got a wide receiver one when they signed uh, Christian Kirk to a huge deal. This team is building. They, I think the division's not as strong as anyone thinks it is. I don't think the Colts are a powerhouse football team. I don't think Matt Ryan's a powerhouse quarterback. So I think that the Jaguars will win the AFC South this year. Okay. There's um, always one team that you everyone thinks is going to suck and comes out. I think the Jaguars can be that team. They were a, a kind of a sleeper last year, and then the Urban Myers threw everything off. They were a sleeper team. Like People were like, oh, Trevor Lawrence. Like This team could be good. So I agree with you that Trevor Lawrence, I still think he's good or will be good. Um, he's if he, but if he has another bad year, there's going to be a lot of questions because he's supposed to be this generational talent that uh, wasn't really affected by you know bad coaching staffs. And you say last when did year he ever have bad coaching staffs. Well, that's what I'm saying. He said he was supposed to be. Well, he's he's this generational talent. You think that oh he he will be good no matter what coaching staff he's put like he'll be solid and he stunk and everybody attributes it to the coaching staff which I think is accurate um but if he doesn't play well this year then you got to start looking at you know maybe the, he's not this generational talent but anyways um I don't think so I think I'm a big believer in the Colts you didn't pick yet last week the Jaguars to win the division so you're kind of picking on yourself here um I'm a big believer in the Colts I also think uh Peterson I don't think he was a big part of that team that won a Super Bowl. I think that was Frank Reich's doing, really, another Colts guy. I think what he did with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles really changed it, and what he did with that offense really – because you think about that Super Bowl they won, it was a shootout. Like, Patriots scored, they scored, Patriots scored, they scored. 100%. It, it ultimately came down to them being better on offense than the Patriots, um, and they got a key stop when they needed it. Uh, I just think – the Colts are too good. It's too much of a mountain to climb. It's a new system. You know, I don't like the Kirk signing. I think he is vastly overpaid. I still think he'll be okay, but I don't think he's going to be worth the money. Um, I just don't I don't see it happen. I think, down, you know, they could set themselves up with, for success. They could be in the hunt. Um, uh, they could be in the hunt late down there and, and build on it next year. But I think this is the year that they really start to build towards you know, their success in the future. And um, this won't necessarily be the year that they achieve it. Uh, Dill? Yeah. So the other thing that you got to think about is the Titans. I mean, the Titans are still a viable team. Um, you know, they they'd have to be uh, not only that. Sorry. Hold on. One sec. Cam's getting yeah. in on the call. Hello, Cameron. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. You there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Bill. So, um, that neither of you two touched on was the Titans, right? So, I mean, they're still a viable team. I don't, not many of us picked them to be, I don't even know if anybody, if, if any of us picked them to be in the playoffs, but I still think they're a better contender than the Jaguars. So, I mean, in order for the Jaguars to do to win this division, they have to beat out the Colts and the Titans. If it was just one of those two, maybe 
um, they could squeak their way in with a couple lucky wins. Um, the thing is, is Jaguars and the Colts play week one. So at the end of next week, or this week, we'll really know, uh, you know, better odds on this. Um, both teams have, an ex- I, I think, a pretty hard schedule. Um, I don't see... I don't see either. I, I see only one team out of this division making the playoffs anyway, and I and I would put my money on the Colts and even the Titans above the Jaguars. And the Kirk thing, like, I think he's going to be a good good wideout, but like like Trey said, he's probably overpaid. But um, I mean, they don't they have money to spend down there. They don't have much, so they don't have much going on, so they can spend the money. But I, I don't think that he's you know, a tremendous wide receiver one, like, you know, equal to some of the other wide receiver ones out there. So, yeah, I don't I don't see the Jaguars doing too, too much this year. Uh, Cam, the take was the Jaguars will win the division from Tucker. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he didn't say it last week. So That's what, that's what Trey said. Yeah, um... Dumb. I need Urban Meyer to make it happen. The only reason they didn't uh, win the division last year is because they fired him too early. I think he would have brought him back. Um, but I do think they're going to improve. I don't think they're the worst team in that division. And I think that there's, a, I mean, I could see them contending for second in the division um, because I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be better. I think they added a lot of pieces. Um, yeah, I could agree with you, Cam, that they could they could be in contention for second. I said wildcard team late is their best scenario. Uh, Linnea has some put on this. Okay, but hear me out. I'm going to say yes to Tucker and agree with him because I'm weirdly good at guessing correctly and betting correctly. Um, I have a weird feeling about the Jaguars. I have a weird feeling about the Saints. And then I don't really know. Like the Saints. Yeah, see? Um, and I don't know. I've always been a fan of the underdog, and I have a really weird feeling about the Giants this year. Nope. No, shut up. <laughs> I was born and raised a Giants fan, and I was with them through thick yep. and thin until I started dating a boy from Massachusetts and call me a bandwagoner. I end up liking the Patriots, but, you know, good, near, good, near, good near and dear in my heart, I'll always support the Giants. But I don't know. I want it on record. I have a very good feeling about Jaguars, Saints, and Giants. I don't know why. Put money on it. I just, I just want it on record. <laughs> Big John should have put money on my that? first. Yeah, no. Big John should have put money on my bets back on Tuck's birthday. No one's, no one listens to me, and I just want it on record now. Uh, all right. Let's uh, circle back to Dylan's take, Cameron, um, which he gave which was that Joe Flacco will be playing against the Ravens for, we think, the first time since he left, at least starting. And uh, he will win the game and will also have a higher completion percentage than his average completion percentage in Baltimore, which was like 62, I believe. Uh, That's the take. So... He must have played against them on the Broncos. Did he start, but though? He was a backup on the Broncos, wasn't he? He was a 
starter when he left. When he went to the when he went to Denver, he was a starter the first year. Regardless, um, sure, yeah. Backups and the backups on the Jets always have success. Like I, That's I swear. Look, somebody goes down. Mike White last year. Mike White was the best player in the NFL one week. He was the best player in the NFL. Arguably, still is. Um, I think Josh McCown had a crazy game one one year there. Um, Brett Favre. Uh, he might, he was a starter, I think. But I, I feel like whenever they have a backup come in, they always do some damage. I don't know what it is. Um, just that team just can't get it right. So I like it. I think Flacco balls out. Uh, confirmed first time he's playing against the Ravens, by the way. Um, all right. Let me give my take. Um, this is a bit of a mix between entertainment news and sports. And it has to do with our old buddy, Tom. Um so we talked about Tom Brady's absence and uh, what it meant. Um, I had said that I think it's because uh, Giselle refused to let him miss out on a family vacation in spite of him you know, retiring. He retires, unretires, and then she says, fine, I'm scheduling his family vacation. I've since changed my stance on that. What I think happened is after he unretired, you know, they tried to work out, you know, whatever differences they had and they were upset and she was upset with them obviously and now that he's back to work she can't take it anymore and i believe she left to go down to south america somewhere and um you know just kind of pushed them to the brink of of the end of uh tom and giselle um i think divorce let me get to it i think that he said to the team give me two weeks to figure this out with my wife let me talk her off the ledge let me see if we can get this back on track. I'll be back in two weeks. And they said, of course, Tom, we'll do whatever we want. You're the owner of the team. We love you. What I think is going to happen is I think this is it. I think this is the last straw for Giselle. I think we're heading for a divorce. I think by the end of the season, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen will be divorced or filing for divorce. I think as a result of this, Tom Brady will have his best statistical season ever. Nothing beats next year or this year? This coming year, right now. His wife being away from him is going to push him to a level that he's never been at before. Now, we all know when Tom Brady's motivated, that's when he's at his worst. I mean, his best, excuse me, his worst for other teams. His best. You look at the Deflategate saga. You know, when it first comes out, everybody calls him a cheater. He goes on, puts on a great Super Bowl performance, wins the, goes on a game-winning drive, wins the Super Bowl. Gets suspended for four games, comes back, goes on a tear, just absolute tear, goes down in the Super Bowl, biggest comeback ever, wins the game. He is frustrated with the Patriots, goes out and beats the Rams, proves once more, I'm the best. Then he leaves the Patriots, has to prove he's better than Bill, balls out, MVP caliber season, gets robbed by Aaron Rodgers, and wins the Super Bowl. I mean, this is, I've already given you all the reasons they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's an odd year. I mean, it's an even year. Uh, J-Lo got married. And now we've got this. I mean, obviously he's going to win the Super Bowl. Most of us, I think, picked them or picked them to at least make it. I think all of us picked them to at least make it. I did not. He is going to have a record-breaking statistical season in his age 45 year because his wife 
is divorcing him. That's the take. I'm going to jump in right now. I think this is my spot where I usually come in as the anti-tray. Um, there's a difference this year. When every other time when Tom Brady's had this against him, he's been locked in. He's been locked in, single-minded, me against the world. Let's go. I'm going to beat the shit out of everybody. What did Tom Brady do this time, Trey, when there were problems? Went and tried to handle it. Tried he left to solve the team. It. He left the team for 10 days. That is not the Tom Brady I know. That is not the Tom Brady you know. That's not the Tom Brady of New England. That's not the Tom Brady that led them back from 28 to 3. That's not the deflategate Tom Brady. This is a different Tom Brady with different priorities. Do you think Football. they're getting divorced? Address that part of the tape. Um, no. Okay. I think they stick it out for a while because they're both high profile and they're not going to do it in the middle of a season. Maybe after the season, but I don't think they do it in the middle of a season just because it's like, oh, it's starting football. And I think it's even worse if he does because now he's going to be even more distracted. But that's just – this isn't the Tom Brady I know right now. This isn't the Tom Brady that came back with a vengeance. This was the Tom Brady that came back and said, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I don't need it. That is his thing wasn't locked in when they like addressed like oh you've been gone for ten days like yeah you know I've been he doing said it he has a lot of shit years. going on I've been doing said. it for twenty years I think I know what I'm doing it was basically his response which is not the Tom Brady of years past so that's where I differ from you on this take don't you think him not having her around will make him more laser focused he won't have to worry about family no he's gonna be more he can't he's gonna have kids on the weekend <laughs> I'm sure they won't be the weekends. Uh, Dylan. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, uh, I think this is negative for Brady, but I think it, like, you're on the wagon tray of saying that Giselle's not going to be in the picture this season. I think, I think they'll be in the midst of it. I'm sure they'll see each other, but I think it's going to be, she's going to move out and like, we're but that, full on divorce now. We're headed for a divorce. But I, I think what it is, is I think it had the divorce actually has to happen. And then the, the split official, and then he's on his own officially and like living in his own place or whatever before this whole notion that, uh, you know, he's not being distracted by a woman is essentially what you're saying. So, in order for that to happen, the divorce, I think, has to happen. And like Tucker said, I don't think this is happening until the end of the season. So, I think this take would make more sense for next year. I think for this year, it's probably going to be worse because I think it's going to be on his mind the entire time. Listen, I know the three of you guys grew up in happy families, parents never divorced. You know, you never had to go through the mental trauma, like myself. All right? But... um, there is a separation period before the divorce, and I'm counting that. Once you decide that you're getting divorced, you know, you separate, and then you deal with the legal proceedings down the road. So I don't think – I think the divorce plan, like, that, that's coming in is going to, you know, affect it. And I think, you know, even if it's not signed and delivered, yes, I think you said it. The split needs to happen. I think it's going to happen. I think it already has, really. And I think it's going to motivate him because it's going to be – how does he handle his problems? He goes and beats the piss out of people on the football field. That's how he deals with his problems. That's how he makes them go away. He's Nobody so calls him a cheater anymore because he left New England and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Isn't he a quarterback who doesn't touch anybody? 
He still beats. He people. still beats the piss out of him with the ball. Just boom. Um, Cam. Yeah, let me hop in. All right, so I knew what you were talking about the separation beforehand. I kind of figured, um, and I I don't agree with it. I'll start there. However, if I were to make this take, I would say separated wins the Super Bowl back together, back on. Could do that. Could spin that. Be try to win her back with the Super Bowl. Yep. Just got you another ring. That's 10, whatever it is. Let's, That's now 10. I'm done. Now I'm obviously done. Another thing that would be even funnier, if he comes out with a retirement book after the divorce, then he retires, and it's called Married to the Game. <laughs> Cam, he needs you on his team. <laughs> I can do it. Um, Linnea wants to get on this one as well. I'm obsessed with this take. The tea, the drama. This is the take I've been waiting two years for. Everything else has been trash until this moment. Do I think they'll get divorced? No. He's a big family guy. He celebrates with his kids and wife. And then... Cheated on the first one. Yep, cheated on the first one and doesn't pay attention to them during the football season. He celebrates with them. Is it a PR move, though? Does he only celebrate in front of the cameras? What are our thoughts? I don't know because he kisses. He kisses in front of the cameras. Makes out. Makes out. I think if he gets divorced, ditch the family, ditch the kids. Best season of his life. That's what I'm saying. If it happens, he'll be like locked in, like Trace it, completely locked in. Will it happen? I'm not sure. If it happens, absolutely. So I just want to get this off my chest. So the, some of the reasons that are being reported that she left is because she wants to work. Uh, she's getting back out there modeling. She has been with the kids for years and she wants to work. And she's mad that he's away so much. Growing up in a household where parents both work for both of you and for like most of the general population, that's ridiculous. He has six months off. He works for five months of the year. Yes, he has to go on a lot of business trips. But he's there for five months. Like, that's ridiculous. And if yeah. she wants to work, she can work. I'm sure you can find a decent nanny. Tom will be there from February to July. Yeah. like It's I never, ridiculous. I never had a complaint about... First world problems. Like, my, like there was never a complaint about my parents not being there enough. My dad, when I was... they in, were working to put you in a position to My dad, when I was young, was succeed. working like 60 hours a week. My mom was working 50 hours a week. And I never was like, I never see my parents. There is never like a problem of that. And it's also he's home for half of the year too. And most of the During day, the, like, like dinner time, you'll be with them. Like Yeah, it's not like they work sixteen hour days. No. But the the thing they are on a different level of work. So like if she's on modeling tours and shit like that, she's gonna be away from home. But, but just schedule could, them from February to July. Exactly. That's, that's the thing. She could do it then, but then she wants to do it with the family. Listen, it's not like, the most ideal situation. No, you're not, not. going to have the perfect but family unit, but you're billionaires. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have nannies. You, have you nannies? Bring, them, bring them with you and then just have the nannies take care of them. Yeah, they can go with you too. Kid? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure Tom's 16-year-old son would love to go on every single road trip. He loves football. Like, the one he kisses, he, that conversation started with a fantasy conversation. He loves kissing him. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. See <laughs> what it boils down to. It's it's just a it's just like a who's got the bigger dick competition yeah. right now. 
between him and his wife? Yes. Yeah, they're like, like they're well, familiar. I need to take my time off. Well, I well, I need it for this. Well, I need it for that. It well, sounds, who's going to be with the kids? It sounds like they just need a little separation. Not a divorce, but a separation. But maybe the separation leads to divorce. Also, they realize they are married now to you're the single. Damn per Cam's idea for PR. Now you're single game. parents. Like, now you're, That's gonna like, be worse. Like, yeah, like you're telling worse. me it's hard now? Yeah. Now you have them just yourself fucking three, four days a week. But is it they have a nanny? That's the yeah. point. They have a nanny anyways. Cam? Yeah, so. You wouldn't see the kids. If they actually separate, she's, she's the re- I think she's the reason that he sees them now. Over under how like, many games does she show up to this year? Under two. See, I also was thinking about that. That's we don't know the whole situation. I would say all of them still. I think but so too, Cam. In the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. how many times are they gonna show her face? Because that's always a bet. It's always a problem. There's for you. Nice and this one could be different. It could be a lot more for certain reasons. It could be a lot less if she's not there. All right, um, let's move on. A couple things I want to touch on before we get into Week One action. First one, we can touch on it briefly. Oh, Cam, sorry, I forgot about you. Go ahead, sorry. That's what you get for coming late. Go ahead. That's fine. I'll make mine pretty quick. Uh, Ronnie James, looking real good, subject to the news. Just went on a um, visit to Ohio State. He's rocking the gear. And uh, I think that's a hometown thing. I think he's going to gonna end up going there. And as an Ohio State fan, i got to be happy about this, got to be positive about it, optimistic. So I'm going to say Brownie James commits to Ohio State and they win the national championship next year. Boom. Uh, yeah, this is a no-brainer in terms of him um, committing there. I think anybody could have called this out. LeBron has done tweets before, like, I didn't really go to Ohio State, but I'm a, I'm a Buckeye. Like, that's where I would have went if I went, which is so dumb. Um, but, yeah, I think he goes there. Um in terms of them, I mean, like I've said a million times on this podcast, I have no clue about college basketball. Um, yeah, but why not? The LeBron, the Bronny James factor, I mean, he's going to be a lottery pick. Just He could go out there and suck, and he'll be a lottery pick just because they're going to end up with Bron for a few years. Um, and now the the other one is, is the Bryce one. Bron was saying he, that he'll play with him too, which is insane, which means he'd have to play for another, like, eight Three. years. No, like, four. Really? I thought Bryce was, like, 13. Um, okay. Well, either way, um, he's six eight, so I don't think he's thirteen. Yeah, the Bronny James. I I like actually, despite all things I've said before, I like Bronny James as long as he doesn't end up like his dad with the ego. I'll still like him. Uh, yeah, why not, Cam? I'll agree with you, Dill. Um, yeah, I I I think we could take this one step further and say even more hometown and say the both of them end up in Cleveland. That'd be nuts. And then they play together in Cleveland. They keep keep the keep the family home. Uh, Tucker, you're a little more versed on college basketball. Um, yeah, I'm just looking into where he has offers from. Um, and Ohio State's high up on that list. It was one of the only major ones that gave have a solid offer out for him right now. I mean, it makes like sense. there's like North Carolina A and T, and there's like some small schools. I don't think he's that great. If I'm being honest, I don't think Bernie James is a generational talent. I don't either. Or anything. <laughs> I, I'm questioning whether he'll start on Ohio State. But, I mean, I don't know anything about Ohio State's team. But I like that he goes there. I don't like that they win the national championship. Yeah, if the, well, that's the other thing. I think if, 
wherever team he goes to, I think they're going to suck. Because it's going to I don't be, think they suck. I think it's going to make the take just that. Ohio State would be too soft of a take, though. But I think it's just, uh, like, all the publicity that comes with that and then the, you know, even the team itself having to deal with, you know, having him on the team is going to be something you have to overcome. And what if he's really not that great? What are you going to do? You know, I, I think it's, it's like, a tough situation to put a coach in and the team in. So I think that could actually hurt Ohio State's chances. I mean, if he was undoubtedly the best player on the court, then it wouldn't be a problem. But like we've said, I don't think that that's the case. All right. Um, let's stick with basketball real quick. Um, don't know if you guys have been following the story. Uh, Carmelo Anthony has been heavily linked to the Celtics. Um, they lost Danilo Gallinari. Uh, they kind of need a guy to, you know, come off the bench, give them 15 points. Um, and they're looking at Carmelo and there's mutual interest. And now Jason Tatum is liking tweets about it. So Jason Tatum's clearly on board. Uh, now I think you kind of have to do it to, uh, appease Tatum. Um, worst case scenario, he stinks and you just don't play him that much, but they need some bench depth. Uh, there is in- mutual interest there. Uh, I'd like to get your guys' opinion on if they should do it or not. I say do it just to make Tatum happy. Um, you know, he's kind of a, you know, a guy. He looks up to these these older guys, and it wouldn't wouldn't hurt him wanting to stay here long term, which I think is needs to be one of your uh, priorities at this point. Dylan, I know you're not a Carmelo fan. You had a take about him being cr- the curse of the Lakers last year. Ended up being true, kind of. What What do you think? Well, I already had a take a few, maybe a month ago. Oh, that he's going to the Knicks. Yeah. He's going to go back to the Knicks, and I still think that holds. Um, mutual interest in the Celtics is kind of strange. I don't. I feel like I feel like people don't really like the Celtics, so I'm kind of surprised that this came up. Um, I if, think he's ring chasing. I think that's if, exactly what he's. I think that's why he went to LA. He's ring chasing. He's never t- won one. If Tatum wants him, and that's like the like really going to please him that honestly might be like 90% of the reason why you signed. Um, I don't know how much of a factor he'll make on the court, but maybe a little bit. Uh, you also have to think the last time Celtics had a mellow on the team, uh, he died. So that <laughs> RIP fat mellow. That could, Jesus. <laughs> that could be, uh, not good for Carmelo. Uh, so, Both Syracuse guys. I know. Yeah. That's why. Oh I'm boy. That's why. I'm, this is what I'm thinking. I mean, he might. Place the take. He might kick the bucket if he comes to Celtics. Um, yeah. So I would watch out if I was him. I'd steer clear. Tucker. Um, I actually like this purely because I like the idea of having that veteran leadership on the Celtics. I think it's the one piece they're missing in this team. They have a, I mean, they have Al Horford, so I guess I'm wrong there. But the thing is, is it's hard to have veteran presence if your veteran hasn't won. Yeah, but did you know he's only won four playoff series in his career? No, he sucks. (laughs) Well, I mean, having a guy like that in the locker room, I think, is a good thing for a team of young superstars. I mean, your three best players on this team are Rob Williams. Your four best players are Marcus Smart, Rob Williams, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Four young guys that have made to the big show haven't done anything once they got there. Well, um, neither has they made it farther than Mello. 
But I think getting a guy like Melo on that team wouldn't be the worst thing, especially coming off the bench where he's not like setting it, but can help them out with anything they need, I think would be a good thing for them. Cameron? Um, I think you should definitely give it a shot. You're not going to have to pay him that much. Plus, it's not, I don't even know if he has a great locker room presence. I don't think I've ever heard him speak. He very he flies very under the radar for somebody that's been in the league so long and it's just like consistently good stat wise. But yeah, he just doesn't win anything. Which I mean it could be a curse for you guys. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know if he is a locker room presence, he's an old head. And but I think he's pretty he's pretty mellow, if you will. Stay mellow. <laughs> um all Does right. he drink mellow yellow? I don't know. It'd be a good question for him. <laughs> Um, all right, Who let's goes camping does he bring marshmallows? <laughs> let's keep it going. We've got the next one. Um, all right, let's get into some NFL talk. Let's break down just a couple of the big games. Uh, we'll start with the Patriots because I want to get your guys' thoughts on something the Patriots did this week. They were they were the first an NFL first, which was the first team to travel. They have the game on Sunday. They traveled down there on Tuesday. Now they're practicing at a campus um, north of South Beach. They're not near South Beach. They're like 90 minutes away from South Beach. They're at like uh, West Palm Atlantic University, right? So they went down extra early. Prestigious. Yeah, they went. It doesn't have a football team, so they had to wheel in their own goalposts, weigh them down with sandbags. It's like a high school. It's pretty. They're right next to the uh, airport, which has. You, there was literally a cut of Bill Belichick during a press conference. It sounded like a plane was crashing into them. So their plane's going overhead. Um, the national kind of narrative has been this is a desperation move from Bill. I don't. I actually don't see it that way. I'll give him a benefit of the doubt because they plan these trips, you know, months in advance. Um, but we'll we'll get your thoughts on that. And I just want to your prediction for the game. Um, I think it's going to be close. Um, I think that, you know, you have two new kind of systems coming in. Um, you have a rookie head coach and Mike McDaniel. Um, I don't think the Pats, I think the way you beat them is you have to get pressure on Tua. Uh, if you just run man to man against Waddle and Hill, it's going to be over. So they're going to run zone. You just got to run zone and get to Tua quick. If they can do that, I think they can win. If uh, they don't, it's going to be a blowout for the Dolphins. But I think they'll scheme something up. They'll get to Tua. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to pick the Dolphins, though. Uh, you know, I'm down on the pass. So, Dill, your thoughts on the uh, practice thing and the game? Um, yeah, so the practice thing is interesting um, because there is such a thing of building up hype too early. Um, you know, if a team goes, shows up to a game and goes like uh, the show and go, where they're like, say, they show up on game day, say, I know, I know NFL teams don't do this, but they show up, like, say, on game day, they have their, like, little warm-up and they play, um, that cannot be great. If you show up, like a day before, get your good practice and get your rest, get primed and ready to go and go balls out. That's like, a, that's a good situation. If you show up five days before the game, come out and have a, like everybody's all pumped. It's the start of the season. They have a tremendous practice on Tuesday. 
maybe even on Wednesday, I feel like it starts to wane. And then you're like, oh shit, now we have to play the game. Like, like they're getting too, it could, it could be like they're getting too hyped too early. You know what I mean? And I mean, I feel like the coaches probably know this. So they maybe practices are like not as intense early on and then they build it up to, to, to practice right before the game or something like that. Um, but I think going down early is not a smart move. I think it'll actually end up biting them in the butt. I think although the practice field seems gritty, I think it sets a precedence that, like, what the hell are we doing here? I, so I was going to bring and, that up. I think that he's he's endangering himself of losing the locker room. They've already had yeah, a rough training camp, and now they thing. have to stay in West Palm, Florida. They're not in South Beach with all the models and the clubs, which I think is a good thing because you don't want your Very good. Out. But at the same time, they don't. They take a 30-minute bus ride to the hotel. They probably don't have showers in this facility based on what it sounds like. So they're sitting in the bus, sweaty as balls, for 30 minutes in the Miami heat. I think it. I think it's gonna. I 100 agree that it's like. What are we doing? Yeah, I think that that could be more of a factor than any good that comes out of going early and getting practice in or whatever. I mean, but the thing is, it's early. So like the game against Miami, the Pats have notoriously been good against Miami early and terrible against them late. But they are two. So I think the reason behind it is they're two and seven at Miami over the past. Oh yeah, eight no, years. They've been terrible. Nine years. So that's kind of the mentality i think of bill is to get down there early and get acclimated to the weather i think that's why they're there that could be the fact they didn't choose a better facility is beyond me yeah that that's the thing so i get the weather aspect i don't get where they're doing it how they're doing it uh i think it ends up biting them in the butt um i think they lose a close one no i love that they're doing it i love them going down early uh i think it's great for them um I mean, they're getting acclimated to the weather. That's the important thing. The import, where you're playing, is not that big of a deal, in my opinion. You're playing on a football field. It's actually not a football field. They don't have football. You're field. playing on a field. You're playing on grass. <laughs> okay. Football field is on grass or turf. Depending. I'm not really. But, I don't really care about the mock field. I. It's. It's about. I. I struggle with a, the planes and the goalposts. It's, 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 cool. it's the. It's the. The next to the airport atmosphere and the fact that they're why they're playing with they distractions, loud noises, similar to a football field. So I was listening to Felger and Mads, and they said, "Yeah, the Patriots fans will say, oh, he's getting them ready for distractions.'" I <laughs> love it. They are. I mean, just stop listening to those miserable pops, and your general well-being will go up way more. You'll just be a happier human being, Trey. Do they win the game? Yes, of course they do. Probably by fifty. Oh. Okay, Cameron, uh, your thoughts on the whole situation and a prediction for the game? I'm a little bit confused. What is the big issue with them coming down here early? It's not really a big issue. It's just the fact that they are at a facility that doesn't have football facilities and that they're there so early. It's just a concern with team morale more it's than an anything. Unprecedented. And and they they've never done this before. Yeah, and you know they'll they'll take trips out west like they have a trip. Uh, against Arizona and LA later this season, you stay out there because it's just easier than coming back and doing long plane rides. This isn't exactly a long plane ride. They went down super early, um, and now they're at this practice facility, which sucks. And people in the national media are saying it's a desperation move. What makes it not a football field? It's not a. It's, it's just a field. It? It's just a soccer field. Or field. Okay, but so wait. I think well, grass, there's a couple grass. possibilities. One. There were, weren't any flights available. 
the later on, so they had to go down a little early. They have their own plane, Trey. I mean, correct. <laughs> uh, air traffic. No, I um, I don't know. Maybe Bill's trying to get a little vacation out of it. Uh, that is <laughs> so that's actually a decent take because he has a home in the area. So yeah. He has I mean, a home like, like right near the field. If you think Bill Belichick is like I'm just saying it's a valid point by Cam without having all the information, which is impressive. Bill is trying to get down there to clear up just in case he gets uh, gets hit with the, the Trump audit in his house in Palm Beach. <laughs> Even wilder one. But no, I, um, I'm not familiar with the school really. It's like an hour away. But uh, interesting move. I don't think it's too much to think about. You should go and, and see him just, tomorrow, Cam. What? You should go and see him tomorrow. Wasted takes on scene. Oh, I should. Bring a, bring a microphone. Don't have it plugged in. <laughs> I will. What am I doing tomorrow? Work. Nice. No, I can't. Take it um, <laughs> I don't know what. Find out. Give me some details on when they practice and stuff. I'm sure you can find it. And I'll, I'll see what I can do. At least it takes will cover my expenditures, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interview with uh, Mac Jones, and you're set. All the money that we make from uh, our ads. I got. Uh, I got Dolphins winning it. Ten six, gross game. Ten six, gross game. Um. All right, let's move on. Uh, the game to start us all off tomorrow night: Bills Rams. I don't have much thoughts on it other than I think the Bills are going to win. Uh, I think the Bills are set for a big year. And I think I'm really concerned about the Matt Stafford stuff. I don't think it's being talked about enough. I know Cam said he's somehow not going to play. He's not um, playing. Um, but I'm concerned about it. I think the Bills win pretty handily. Dill? Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go. Oh, shit. I'm going to go with the Bills, but I think the Rams are going to come. Okay. I'm going F the Bills, Rams all the way. But are F the, the Bills are the, right. F the Bills. Are, I don't even know who's the favorite. I'd imagine it's Buffalo, but I'm not entirely it's sure. Buffalo two and a half. Um, Tucker? Bills, uh, Rams. Yeah. I have the over. Do you have okay. a team? Nope. Okay, Cam? Um, i say your future Super Bowl champion, Bills. And largely in part because they're going to um, – it's a real shame that Stafford's not going to be able to play ever again. Um, I'm still waiting on that announcement, but it will come. You guys will see. You'll all see. They're just not – trying not to let the Bills know too early, I think, is what happened. So I got the Bills by about 17. All right. Um, let's talk the grudge match of the weekend, one of them. There's actually a couple. Uh, Browns-Panthers. Um, so Browns, obviously, without the sex offender, um, which is good news for everybody, I think. But Kobe Brissett, who, you know, close to my heart, love the guy. Uh, hope he plays well. I have the Panthers in a shit-kicking. I think Baker's going to take out everything. I might He might play the best game of any quarterback ever. Uh, Browns by a million, and I'm not even exaggerating to bring back that old saying from season one of Ways It Takes. Um, Dylan? I mean, Panthers by a million. I'm not exaggerating. I was very confused. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what team Baker's on for a second. Um, Dill? Um, what's the game? Sorry, I was texting. Panthers, uh, Browns, Baker, Mayfield, Revenge game. Panthers win this game. Uh, I think the Browns are cooked. 
their stinky poo poo, given by the name. Uh, I think the Panthers are set to have a, a pretty decent year. I'm not going to say that they're going to make any headwind and you know playoff contention, winning playoff games. I'm not. I'm not ready to say anything about that yet. But I think they're on pace to have a pretty solid year comparatively to anything they've had before. I think their wide receiver core is halfway decent. They're getting better. And um, Baker, I think, will help the team. I don't know about how much, but I think it'll help. So I think they win this game. Tucker? Uh, I have been uh, very forward on my thoughts on Baker, my thoughts on the Browns. Um, I have the Panthers by a million. That's actually going to be my first lock of the year. Lock of the Tucker's lock of the year. We should do that every week. Tucker's, Tucker's lock, lock of the, of the year. year. Yeah. My, Tucker's lock of the year this week is the Panthers. Lock of the year. Tucker's lock of the year. Weekly, weekly segment. I like that. <laughs> weekly segment, Tucker's lock of the year. My lock of the year is the Panthers. Um, I, I've never felt more confident about the game. Bet your mortgage. Bet your house. Bet any money you have, and even if you don't have it, bet it anyways. Because you know what? You're going to double it. I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to go Browns. Got okay. no rhyme or reason. I'm just doing it because Tucker's of the opposite. You know they, they you you know like they, There's so much heat against them, so I'm just going to do you it. You know they traded for a sex offense. It's for the drama. I do Their quarterback is a sex offense. Yes, Like a serial sex sexual assaulted. Betting women back 20 years. Uh, Cam, Drama. comeback player of the year, Baker Mayfield, uh, in your yeah. opinion. Uh, actually play some what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I actually think they might surprise people. I think it's a perfect matchup for him week one, too, because this game's kind of going to show us how the rest of the season's going to go, I think. Old team, if you can handle the pressure, which I think you will. I'm going to say Panthers by a million, and I'm not even exaggerating. And I think he's going to win player of the week to start it off 400 yards. Four touchdowns, no picks, going crazy. Best game of his career coming up. Take the over on every single stat he has. Um, all right, let's get into Cam's hometown game, Giants-Titans. I'm taking the Titans here. I think the Titans are not that good. I think Derrick Henry's going to have a down season. I think Ryan Tannehill is clearly not the guy. Imagine the league Bulls will be the starter by week one next year. Um, but the Giants are a dumpster fire I do not see anything positive coming of their season other than a top five draft pick. Um, so I will ride with the Titans here. Uh, Dill? You got to stop going to me. I'm uh, Tucker? The Titans versus the who? Sorry. Giants. Cam's, Cam's hometown oh, matchup. Um, yeah, I have. Is it just the. It's not the spread. We're not big spreads. I don't know why I asked that, but I have the Titans here. I think they're the much better team. They're not the best team in the NFC South, AFC South, obviously, because the Jaguars are. But uh, I think they're the better team here. I think that I didn't really see any improvements from the Giants significantly, um, especially with losing Blake Martinez. I just think – and then Derrick Henry, fresh legs, start of the year. I'm scared. He might go for – I think he's better at the end of the year because guys can't keep up with That's him. That's a fair point. But, I mean, fresh he might go for like 150 yards. Yeah. Uh, Dill? Um. I'm going with the Giants here. It's week yeah, one. Baby. It's week yeah. one. Anything can happen. You know, I think the New York teams are coming out hot this week. I got the Bills. I got the Jets. And I got the Giants. Um, that's it. Uh, Cam, how can the Giants win this game? 
need Derrick Henry not to play the game, first of all. He's going to go for 350 on us. Um, he could break your leg. And we don't Blake Martinez, our best tackling machine out there. Um, he might go for 354 on the ground. But, I mean, you know, there's a little, there's a way Giants take this one by, by one. Linnea, former favorite team, are you picking them yet? So who even are the Titans? They're irrelevant. Tennessee. We're all going in. Yeah, I know. Ben Herrick. We, we don't like him anymore. He left us. Titans, irrelevant. We're going all in on the Giants. As I said before, never underestimate the underdog. We're going all in on the Giants this year, specifically their defense. I would like to elaborate on that farther, but I will not. Their defense is bad. Um, <laughs> actually, they have some They have some young guys that might be able to. I'm going all in on the Giants. Um, all right. Uh, Raiders, Chargers, the next one I want to talk about. This is a high-powered... Uh, kind of match up here. Chargers are expecting big things. Raiders, new coach, new wide receiver. The old college quarterback wide receiver connection. Does that matter? Um, I'm taking the Chargers here. I think they get off to a fast start. I think the Raiders, it's going to take a bit of time to adjust with the new regime. Uh, but I think they will be a good team this year, um, considering their backup speed up on the Patriots. Um, so just based off what I'm seeing, I think they'll be a good team, but I think the, the Chargers start, start hot. I think uh, sleeper MVP pick, Justin Herbert. I said that two years in a row now. So I'll take the Chargers here. Talk. Um, I actually, I'm going to switch it up and say I like the Raiders here. Uh, Devontae Adams, I heard today, big grudge guy. I think he's coming back with a vengeance this year. I think Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams is the most slept-on one-two wide receiver punch in the NFL right now. I agree with that. Hunter Renfro is vastly underrated. He's vastly underrated. Devontae Adams might be the number one wide receiver. I don't hear anything about it. God, I would love Hunter Renfro to be on this team. Patriots. I mean, um, it fits the vibe. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I like this team. Josh McDaniels' debut, Trey didn't mention. I did. I absolutely did. Oh, okay. I didn't listen. <laughs> but, um... I like them here. Dill? Um, I think I'm going to follow suit with Tuck. I think I'm going to go uh, go with Tucker. Um, I think I'm just picking the favorites in every game. Um, I want the Chargers to win, though, because I have a lot of their players on my face. Uh, Cam? I'm going to go Raiders. Wow. Uh, I like the Chargers a lot. I think they're really good on paper. They got a lot of pieces to put together, and I hate their head coach with passion. After oh, he sucks. what I watched last year. Wait, why do we hate Staley? Because he's an idiot. He's I don't just think he's an stupid. Idiot I don't think he's a good coach, and I don't think I like he's going to. I don't think he's a good coach. Situation? No idea how they were at the beginning of the year last year, to be honest with you. But I just feel like he's not going to get it together at the beginning of the year. Josh Daniels, yeah, it's a new team, but experienced guy. Um, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. I don't think there's going to be a disconnect at all. I don't think it matters the first game of the year. Um, I expect them to be on the same page. Um, going with the Raiders by a couple. Cam, um, exact, remind me exactly if you remember what the exact situation was with the tie against the Raiders last year. They could have tied and, and went to the playoffs. Didn't he call like a play? He could have went for the tie, but he went for the win and they ended up uh, losing the game is not what happened. I love that. I was that. after you, you don't I for so football. Watch that full game one day. 
Yeah, but, but you do play, play for the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that was you the play, playoff game. You yeah. play to win the you game. Play. You play to win the game, but I don't remember the exact situation. I know I was hating on it or something. He's also just not I, – I don't think he's that good. If they tied yeah. the This game, is a big year for him. He needs to prove that he's a good head coach. If they yeah, tied the game, they would have made it. Yeah, yeah. And then he decided to go for it and end up losing. They won't have J.C. Jackson this game, um, but two years now with Herbert, no playoff appearances. They have this the – Hot horses. seat for sure. Huh? Hot seat for sure. Hot seat for sure. He needs to make the playoffs this year to have a job next year. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Last um, game I want to touch on. Second revenge game. Broncos, Hawks. Uh, Russell uh, back playing against his old team. Um, obviously, I'm taking the Broncos here. The Seahawks are going to have a miserable year. Could be the worst team in the NFL. The fact that Geno Smith is their starting quarterback is a joke. Um, so the Broncos beat them by 30, 35 points or more. Um, Tucker? Uh, yeah, I have the Broncos by a landslide here. It's Geno Smith on the other side of the ball. I think he's got good weapons, though, is the weird thing. Um, so, like, what does a bad quarterback do with a good team? I, I, I just don't yeah, know. Like, I think genuinely, I think you say, you say that Jameis had a great team in Tampa Bay his last year. And they almost made the playoffs. And he went 30 for 30. So, yeah, maybe that's what they, a bad quarterback does the league, team. But he led the league in receiving yards. And minus the interceptions, they are a top team in the NFL. Like, so that's what a, but, that's what a bad quarterback what does. Saying, like, you go. I don't think this team will be terrible this year, but then you got to think of the defense. Um, but, yeah, my whole thing is that I just – I believe that they could be all right. Do you think this is a re- revenge game for Russell or no? Do you I, think he I, doesn't really why? care? Why? Why would it be a revenge game for Russell? Like it's yeah, not, not. he wanted out. It's I think it's going to be more of like a proud of like a day where he's not upset. I don't think he'll be upset at all about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dill, um, it's going to be at Seattle. Um. I think that actually bodes even better for Wilson. I think they give him a cakewalk here. I don't think they do it purposefully, but I think emotionally, um, this is going to be a, a benefit for the Broncos and Wilson. And I think they come out and give him a trouncing. I think they win by a shit time. Whatever Cam said, times two. Uh, Cam didn't go yet. Cam? Oh, I think yeah, I'll say it. I'll say your time's divided by two for you, Dylan. Um, Broncos by a million. I think two million. <laughs> the Seahawks are just trash can. They played the Falcons this year, and I can't wait to watch that game because there's going to be four players total on the field that I know, um, and it's just going to be a dumpster fire. Um, you said they have weapons. They don't have weapons. They have DK Metcalf and an aging short Tyler Lockett. Chris Barton's, Carson's never playing football again. Kenneth Walker, maybe rookie of the year, maybe a bust. Rashad Penny, never really been great. And then they got good old Geno Smith and Drew Locke. So, Robbie Wagner's gone too. I don't know one player on the defense anymore. I think they're trash. Broncos are on their way up. They're going to win by 46. Is that the uh, Monday night game? Um, yes. Yes. That's the Monday night game. Prime time stage for Russell. All right. 
Uh, there are week one uh, predictions, some of the bigger games. Let's get into list, guys, suggested by Linnea. I hope you have a list. Um, if you want to get involved, you're more than welcome. Uh, we are doing seltzer brands, hard seltzer brands. Um, you know, what, what tickets are fancy? Everybody likes a good hard seltzer. We're kind of nearing the end of seltzer season. But uh, that's Seltzer kind of, season never dies. Exactly. I was just going to say, it's kind of year-round for me because it's, it's nice and easy on the stomach, you know, so I'm, I'm a big seltzer fan. Um, does anybody want to lead off in particular? I will. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to start with High Noon because I don't love them, but they deserve to be on the list due to popularity. Are I don't, they even seltzers? They're, yeah. 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 My God. Well, okay. technically they're vodka sodas, but so, that's what I'm saying. They're seltzers. They're seltzers. Yeah. They'd be in the seltzer. All right. I was going to So a high noon to me is just a little too carbonated. So it's not my favorite, but if someone hands it to me, I'll drink it. That's why it's my five. Um, all right. My number five is going to be Bud Light Seltzer. Um, Bud Light. Love Bud Light. My favorite beer. When they came out with seltzer, I was like, what is this joke? Um, they're pretty good. They've got some good flavors. They've added in the soda variants it's like oh, hard soda fantastic. um which i've only had a few of which i i liked but it's just pretty solid seltzer not really put puts it any you know it doesn't put itself ahead of anybody else it's kind of your standard run-of-the-mill seltzer for me so uh i'm going bud light seltzer number five dill uh number five i'm gonna do I'm going to do the Michelob Ultra Seltzers, which might be higher on everybody else's list, only because I've only had them a couple times. But people swear by them as being the best. I know a lot of people that say that they like them more than Drulies, White Paws, all that. But I've only had them a couple times. I think they're good. I don't know. I'm just so used to the other ones that I don't think I can put it any higher. Uh, Tucker? So I'm going to start off with Truly Lemonades. Controversial pick. A lot of people dislike them. I love the truth. It's not uh, a seltzer. It absolutely is a seltzer. No, it's a lemonade. No, it's a truly seltzer. No. So I'll go Mike Hart's lemonade for my next pick. <laughs> no, no, like this no. lemonades are fully seltzer. Lemonades are not. Anyone seltzers. that doesn't think they're, they're literally carbonated. Not they're carbonated. They're not. They are. But that's beside the point. They make the crack. They you hear the fuzz. It's definitely a seltzer. You hear the fuzz. Um, <laughs> if you can hear the fuzz, we count it. <laughs> Uh, um, so Truly Lemonades started COVID. They were the first real drink. So Truly Lemonades. And if you don't like that pick, you're not going to like the rest of my list. Not uh, Cam? Number five, I'm going with Linnea's pick, High Noon. I had a couple of the other uh, this weekend at the beach. Um, the reason that they're at five is because the flavors that they have just aren't, aren't great. I had a guava one, terrible. Uh, peach is one that they always have. Pineapple, even though watermelon is not great, but they get the job done. Um, so that's gonna be fun. Do you guys want to make an apology? Uh, confirmed. Truly lemonade are considered seltzers. That's disgusting, and truly I will never apologize. Seltzers, so to I apologize you. to you, Tucker. Good pick. I Thank will you. never apologize. Those are that. good. That's an honorable mention. Yeah, I, I do enjoy those. Um, Lana, number four. Okay, number four. I'm going for the Michelob Ultra. Seltzers. I don't think I've had one of those. They're honestly, so they're on my list. I'm going to spoil it. Bud Light's not on my list. It's just not there for me. Megalob Ultra's there for me. It's not my favorite, but I, if someone offered me that versus a high noon, 
Fuck the high noon. I'm going for the Michelob Ultra. Uh, my number four is going to be a Downey Seltzer. So it's a local brand. Um, my girlfriend put me onto it. Big Downey Cider. That's what they're known for. They're ciders. Uh, love their ciders. If I were to pick a cider list, they'd be number one. Um, but their seltzers are pretty darn good. Uh, they got some unique flavors in there. Uh, they got the typical white can. Uh, can pick them up anywhere. I like to get them from the actual brewery myself because I'm bougie like that. Such a fuck. Yeah. So um, Down East seltzers are going to be my number four. Sucker? No, Dylan. Or Dylan, sorry. Um, Down East cider, pineapple, by the way, is the best cider if you haven't had it. Right. Uh, Number four for me. I like blue slushy. I'm gonna go the Bud Light seltzers. Now Tucker is being specific about his. Well, no, type. because that's a box. He went with the lemon, but I'm, I'm. The thing is, my list is based on the brand. Yeah. And all of that they provide. Brand. So truly, as a brand, not no, truly specific. No, I would not. So I'm, not going, I'm going Bud Light seltzers. The seltzers are mid, but the sodas, sodas. I classify as a seltzer in my opinion, I'll count it. They got cherry cola, cola, lemon, lime, orange, all good. Drink them all the time, especially in the summer. Fantastic. No no sugar. Great. Should have Bailey on for this list. He's a big oh, yeah. seltzer guy. He likes to do the reviews. Um, Cam. Tucker. Tucker. Tucker four. Sorry. Yeah, I was my number say. four is Corona Seltzer. I think superior to the Bud Light Seltzer. I've only had it a couple times, but it cracks Never my had. list at the number four. Corona Seltzer. Can't, now, Kim. Sorry, I'm all mixed up in my order. I don't know what's going on. I'm throwing you. Um, I'm going to go with one that might be higher on your guys' White Claw. going to be four. I was a big fan of White Claws when they were the only thing out, and then just realized that there's a lot better. White Claw also has a weird aftertaste for me. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's specific to me or anyone else noticed it, but I can definitely tell the difference. It's not as good. Uh, so it's coming in as number four. Uh, Linnea, number three. So my three is White Claw, specifically for the almost the same reason as Cam. It was my go-to for the longest time, all reliable, got me through college. So it like deserves the honorable spot of three, but it's no longer my favorite. My number three is actually going to be Truly for a lot of the reasons you guys said. So um, I'm drinking a Truly right now. Truly, you know, it gets the job done. It's um, readily available. I like it more than Downey's because you can get it easier. And, you know, it, they've got some more interesting flavors. Um, like Tucker says, they have the lemonades mixed in there. I am also doing it as a brand, Dylan. Uh, they got the lemonades mixed in there. You know, they've got the iced tea ones mixed in there. Um, but they do give me this weird aftertaste. It kind of tastes like, to me, I would describe it as day-old fruit left in the garbage can. <laughs> like, that's kind of what it tastes like to me, the aftertaste. It's not going to stop me from drinking them, I'll tell you that much. Wait, um, for the Trulies, though? For Trulies, yeah. I dislike the aftertaste of Trulies uh, more than any other of the drinks. However, I do enjoy drinking them more than several of the drinks. Um, I've got a passion fruit one going right now. It's pretty good, but I'm getting that rotten passion fruit aftertaste. I hear the passion people... fruit one sucks. So that's your own fault. No, no, well, no, it's no, all no, I no. had in my fridge. I hear people say that all the time after they drink a seltzer. It doesn't matter the brand. Some people, it's just a seltzer. They get a gross aftertaste. I've never once gotten an aftertaste from any seltzer, any brand, anything. If you just ever walk drink. outside a restaurant and they just threw out the fruit the night before, <laughs> that's what it tastes like. 
I, I swear to God. It yeah. smells good, though. I don't know if it does. <laughs> um, which one's next? Me. Dylan. Okay. Uh, number three, this is where this is where things get tricky. Because I said I'm going by brand. I think I'm going to have to put high noon at three. Probably higher for other people. Um, high noon is really good. But I, I don't know which flavor it is. One of them I just do not like the taste of that much. I, I don't know if it's pineapple or mango, one of the two. Um, I had a mango one earlier in this podcast. But uh, I, I mean, I like them. I think they're, they go down smooth. They have a good taste. They're something about the fake sugar in there or whatever it is. It hurts my teeth. Can't drink too many of them because they hurt my teeth. I wake up the next morning, my teeth are sore. Um, <laughs> Linnea laughs at me, but it's true. It happens. Um, and they don't have a lot of variety. They just do their hard sodas. That's it. Or a hard vodka seltzers, whatever it is, vodka sodas. So I'll give them a three just because lack of variety hurt my teeth. It tastes good. Probably tastes the best. Tucker? Um, I have White Claw as my number three. Um, I think it's just the obvious. I'm sorry, I don't think it's the obvious pick. But um, it's number three on my list because I do see it as a better straight-up seltzer, non-flavored, than Truly. Um, I enjoy just a straight up seltzer better than a straight up truly. And so it came in at number three on my list for that reason. Cameron. I'm trying to think. Is this number three? This is three. Yeah, okay. three. Um, no reason other than it's slightly better than a white pot. Um, all right. Linnea, number two. My number two. Odd Duck Out of Vizzy. Yeah, Vizzy's are not good. Are those even alcoholic? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so Vizzy's, their (laughs) flavors, normally they're like mixed. I tried one one time just because Dylan's mom had them in the fridge and she doesn't drink alcohol. And I took a little sip and I was like, I'm going to drink the rest of this. And it snuck up on me and I liked it a lot. And I'll never forget that feeling. She had a 16 pack in the fridge for eight months. (laughs) We went there for like a weekend. I think I drank eight of them. We blindfolded her and then took the rest of them. And had her drink a watermelon uh, white claw. And she was like, oh, I like that. Can I have one? And then she never actually drank it. (laughs) She poured one and had like three sips. (laughs) My number two is going to be white claw. Um, I think Tucker nailed it. If you're just looking for the straight seltzer uh, type, it's going to be a white claw. A little smoother to me than the truly. Um, not the flavor isn't too as bold as a truly, which could be a negative for some people. But for me, um, like I said, don't want that bad aftertaste. White Claw, just a little crisper, something about it. I don't know. That's going to be my number two. Um, if I'm going for a straight, you know, just, I just want a normal seltzer. If I want to pick from one of these brands that we've mentioned, uh, I'm going with a White Claw. Um, yeah, everybody that's brought up White Claw hit the nail on the head. That's why it's my number two. It is the best straight-up seltzer. No aftertaste. Goes down the easiest. It's the OG. It kind was, of the first to do it. It was the first one to come out. Then after that was Truly. And then after that was Bud Light. Everybody Bud Light, else. And then everybody else followed suit. Um, which is really bananas because all it is is just malt, liquor, and 
and uh, like CO2 fizz, right? So it's just like, why didn't we think of this before? Um, but yeah, uh, White Claw definitely hits number two because it's just the best straight up seltzer, but I don't, do they have any other ones? Do they? They don't do lemonades. They have the surge cheese. ones, which are more alcoholic. Which yeah, are also good. I've had those, and those are good. Those are the only. I think they're the only ones to do that too. So that could that, that brings it up the list. I think that's it really might have a brand that solidifies that. number two for me. But they don't do any other special ones. So they just, just stick to what they know. Yeah. So what um, number two? Tucker. Uh, my number two is truly iced teas. I know you guys don't like that. I'm putting different things on the list. Three times on his list. Two times. I didn't have truly regular on my list. Get it right. Try and solve me. At least be correct about it. Um, I don't like iced teas. But the iced teas give me such good memories of COVID, which I guess isn't the greatest sentence, but (laughs) like peak COVID was some of the most fun I ever had. Genuinely, like I'll look back on that time and be like, that was a blast. It felt like middle school summer when no one had any jobs. Exactly. And we were all just hanging out on a Wednesday. Like it was I, definitely the play in the heritage for a lot of these episodes that we did. Yeah, I mean I just hung out at the heritage all day, barely did any work, and just had a good time every single day. Marble race. Marble, marble race, the official drink of marble racing. Yeah, <laughs> no, truly I see is the official drink of marble racing. Um I mean, if we were, I remember our distributor coming in and we're like, can we get an order of Truly Iced Teas? And he was like, what do you mean you're ordering liquor? Like, we're drinking. <laughs> but it, I mean, I love Truly Iced Teas. They were so much fun when we had it. Um, so highly recommend. Cameron. I really didn't think anyone was going to have this on their list, but Linnea. Is he is number two? Let's go. Um, I only discovered them because they were on sale for a twelve pack for eight dollars at the local dollar store, and I didn't. Even, I it just kind of uh, dollar store sale caught my attention, and it was a dollar dollar general. Which one? I was dollar which general. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Seltzers. Our college dollar general would have seltzers, wine, and beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great deal. So I kept going back, and you're right. They have mixed flavors. It's something that nobody else really does. Yeah. Um, and they're really good. Plus, they have antioxidants in them. <laughs> what, else, what does that mean? I don't there know. It sounds healthy, though. So <laughs> good for you, too. Lene, uh, number one. Love that Cam's been backing me up on all these picks. My number one, I don't know if anyone else is going to have this as their number one. But I love a Truly, specifically a Mixed Berry Truly. It doesn't have the aggressive carbonation that all the other seltzers have that makes me feel bloated. And something about specifically the Mixed Berry Pack, I don't know, holds near and dear to my heart. But if someone offers me a Truly, I'm saying yes, and I'm not skipping a beat. My number one is going to be the king of the seltzers, High Noon. High Noon doesn't taste like a seltzer. It tastes like juice. I don't know if it's because they use, like, vodka instead of the malt liquor. I don't... Linnea's point about carbonation, I don't know what she's talking about. I love carbonation. I drink soda a day. Um, Keeps the doctor away. Yeah. Um, I love these. When they came... I remember the first time I got them, I drank three in about ten minutes. I was like, I don't even know. Like, these are delicious. Like, it's the most delicious alcohol, alcoholic beverage I've ever drank. 
Um, nothing better on a hot day than getting a high noon. They've really exploded this year. I think they were kind of low key the past couple of years. They've really exploded this year. You know, they're serving them at all the bars now. Um, you know, I can absolutely pound these. Um, Dylan's right. They are the best tasting of anything on this list. Um, I don't have any issues with any of the flavors. Yes, I do have my preference. Black cherry is my favorite. That might be a weird pick, but it's mine. Also, love the watermelon one. I like the watermelon. Can crush watermelon. I can put down three of those like nothing. Can get you in dangerous situation, um, but you you know you that's what you live for. If I'm trying to you know have a nice day where I need to be drinking a lot, they don't fill me up. They don't make me feel bloated. Um, I crush high noons. Love them. My favorite seltzer by far. Also, the can just looks nicer than all the other cans. They got the little emoji fruit on there. They got nice colors. You know, not all this mishmash going on. What is this thing coming out? Who knows? High noon um, looks like a cereal box. That's a... Which I like. That's a passion fruit. Yeah, I know. But like, look at it. It's like cut in half and there's a bunch of dirt around it. Like, what's going on? Um, bubbles? Bubbles? I don't Slashing? know if those are bubbles. They're red. It's aesthetic. Bubbles. I don't like it. That's not aesthetic for me. The edge of a I like a nice, clean design. High noon. Purple. Also, Overwatch. High noon. Great ultimate that everybody likes. It's very, very relevant to me, personally. High noon is the king of the seltzers. One of my favorite drinks. If I'm not drinking a Bud Light, I'm drinking a high noon. Dylan. All right. Number one, the king of seltzers, unlike what Trey said, is truly... Truly is number two to to come out after White Claw. Um, But truly, they're the first ones to break out and say, we're not sticking to the normal just seltzer game. We're going to come out with lemons. We're going to come out with... you already have Truly at number three? White Claw. No, you had the sodas. You talked about the sodas. No, I said Bud Light sodas. Oh, yes, my bad. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Truly, I'm lost. I'm lost. Truly's got the lemonades. They got, got the, they got the iced teas. The iced teas are okay. I'll drink a couple of them. I'd rather have a lemonade, but I can only have a couple of lemonades. They're really sweet. But a, a normal Truly might not be the absolute best of the seltzers. But to me, I think they go down the easiest. And they don't hurt my teeth. How long until Truly comes out with an Arnold Palmer, a mix of their lemonades and their they, Don't they have those? those sort of things. An Arnold Palmer mix is, a, is already a thing. It's already a thing? All right, I just haven't seen I don't know who yet. makes it, probably. But Truly specifically. Arizona. Those are a big Trevor Hathaway. Probably Arizona. I'm just saying Truly and specifically. Honestly, those are an honorable mention because those are fantastic. Those are pretty good. I could, I could probably, I'll slip, you know what, slip those F5, kick out the mix. But Mike's hard, or both. Well, Arnold Palmer, lemonade, spiked, whatever they call it. That's what I thought. Um, I don't know if that's a seltzer, technically. But if Tucker's I'm counted as up. a seltzer, that counts as a seltzer. Uh, Tucker, number one. Hi, Noon. What's going on? Uh, Trey said everything why. I don't drink that many of them, but I think they are the superior seltzer. Camera, number one. Now, <clears throat> the only answer is truly. Um, Thank you, Cameron. It's... It's not even necessarily because they have all the other varieties, which definitely helps the case. But like Linnea said, just sipping back on like a, a blueberry or a black cherry, truly just no aftertaste for me. It's very easy to drink, best flavor. Um, they used to be, 
I think a dollar cheaper than White Claw. I'm sure they're the same now, um, just because they probably gained a lot more popularity. Um, but far and beyond the best seltzer flavor, and Dylan, you said they may not be the best tasting. I I think they are, um, if not busy. Cam, here, next time so you're so here, Trulies on me, baby. Looks sweet. So, um, three Trulies and two High Noons is our, our final. Um, all right, let's get into it. Last movie of the year, Dark Knight Rises. Who picked it? Cam. Cam picked it. I did. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, all-time movie for me. I went and saw the midnight premiere of this movie uh, in 2012. I remember like it was yesterday. I fell asleep for about five minutes. And Bruce was in jail. Um, this movie gets a lot of hate. I'm not really sure why. Uh, probably because it's falling up the best superhero movie ever made. Um, but I really enjoy it. I don't have any problems with the stretch of the imagination. How did Bruce get into the city? How did he get rid of the plane? Blah, 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 blah. Um, but to me, that doesn't really matter. It's a superhero movie. Get over it. Suspend your disbelief. Um, but, I mean, Bane, all-time villain, Tom Hardy. That was just kind of his breakout role for me. Uh, that's where I kind of really got to know him. The voice is iconic, as Cam just did. Um, I just think it wraps up the trilogy nicely. I, this is obviously the best Batman trilogy. The next one has a, has a chance of being the best, but we'll see. Um, but I don't know. It's it's hard to follow up the Joker. I think they did it all right. I don't think it's the best of the series. I don't know if we did Dark Knight. I don't know what rating I give it. It should be below that. Uh, I'm going to go 8-4 for me. Uh, love this movie. Um, thoroughly enjoyed several parts of it. The song, ish, ish, ah, ah, that's fire. Um, yeah, uh, and they kill, like, half the, all the Steelers in it. Steelers are in it. Ben Roethlisberger makes an appearance, which I forgot about. When I rewatched, I saw Ben Roethlisberger. Heinz Ward. No, Heinz Ward outran it. He was the kick returner, wasn't he? Um, some of the old wide receivers. Oh, yeah, turned around. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a football movie. It's, it's technically a football movie. They blow up Gotham Stadium. They're like the Gotham Raiders or something like that. The Gotham... I forget what they're like. Oh, um, but no, they're like a cowboy. Is their logo. Um, but they are... Fantastic movie. 8-4 from me. Who watched it? Um, I've watched it in the last month somehow. So that was very lucky of me. Okay. Um, I love this movie. I loved every part of it. I mean, I think Anne Hathaway's. I kind of. She gets a lot of hate for her role. I forgot about her role in this movie for a long time. Uh, When I came back, like when I rewatched it, I was like, oh shit, I forgot about Anne Hathaway. Um, But I love this movie through and through. I think it's a really good movie. Um, I don't know. I think if you're from New York City, this movie's even. Or I guess it's Gotham. City, it's, it's 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 New, New York, York Chicago mixed. Like they do it feels like it's New York. York to the me. Wall Street is the New York scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's Wall Street. It's like I felt like it was New York cops. Like I don't know. I think everything about this movie feels very New York esque, and I love this movie through and through. Rating? Um, I gave it higher than you. I gave it an eight seven. That's pretty fine. I can I can get with that. Uh, Dylan, did you watch it? No. Uh, Cameron? Got one or two. You think the dog is your ally? I was born the dog. Oh, good part. Is this, is this the, the first of... This is the last, last. one. What was the first one? Batman Begins. Batman Begins. That's the one that I mm-hmm. thought this one was. Batman Begins. That's the Scarecrow. Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. I, I feel like I've seen this once. 
I don't remember a single thing about it. Oh, it's a good movie. I need to watch Dark Knight again. You do need to watch Hulk. The, the Dark the Dark Knight begins begins come out after Batman begins. Whatever did that come out after the Dark Knight? Nope. Or Batman nope. begins. Order. Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. Okay. I knew that was the order. I didn't know if it came out before. Okay. Anyway, yeah, okay. I love this movie. When I first watched it, um, well, this is my recency bias. So when I watched this movie, I'm thinking this this honestly might be better than Dark Knight. And then I watched Dark Knight. And I'm like, no, this is way better than The Dark Knight Rises. And I go back and forth. It's not better than Dark Knight, um, but it is definitely up there. I'm going to go 8.6. Why is Batman, like, the only superhero who doesn't get featured in a Marvel? Because he's not Marvel. He's but DC. Why? There's two, they're two different companies. Two different companies. What's in DC? Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman Aquaman, Woman. Yeah. Catwoman, all the Batman Green villains, Lantern, Joker, Black. Green Lantern. Better, they honestly have better villains, DC. I thought Marvel Green Lantern was in Spider-Man and Spider-Man was no, in Marvel. No, Spider-Man's in Marvel. Thanos? Green Lantern's not in Spider-Man. What? Thanos is the best Marvel villain. Name one well, other no, good Marvel villain. There's another one. Any of Spider Spider Man's got great. Spider Man's the only one with good villains. Name one of Iron Man's like great. big villains. Great. I like Doc Ock. Doc Ock's great. Green no, Goblin's great. Yeah. Yeah. Doc Ock's a good guy. I don't know. He's a bad I, surfer. But think about just Batman super villains, right? You got oh, yeah. Penguin, Two Face, Riddler, Joker. And then you got Lex Luthor for Superman, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy's Batman, yeah. So uh, much better villains. Batman's the best superhero. All the Joker actors, though, commit so hard to their role that they actually, like... I don't know, it's it's a gift and a curse. Um, Final score, 8.5. That wraps up movies for this year, boys. Well done. I feel like we had a lot more missed points this year than ever before. 8.5 is pretty high. That's pretty high. That's up there. I know the winner now. I will not not, uh, let you know. I think I should get my money back for picking the winner. I don't know if Godfather was the winner, Tucker. To be honest but with you, you said you know the one. I do know who it is. I said I don't know if it's Godfather. But, um, all right, that's our show. Thank you, Linnea, for jumping in for Cam in the beginning and sticking it out. Um, but next week, we'll have a lot to talk about. We've made it through another long off season. Our, our second off season of this program. <laughs> what is that? Is that Vader or Bane? I was doing Vader. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I was having fun with my different impressions. But that's our show. Good to be back in studio. We will be back remote next week, unfortunately. We'll add another studio to the list as I'll record from my new place, yeah. which will be big. I'll make it like 12 now. 12, 15 studios. We should get a list. Um, but that's our show. Thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week for football. Bye. Football.